Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we're going to get some old school DX up in here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition. It's been a while, but welcome back to another edition of Inside the Walls podcast. I am your host, Jim Renee, a.k.a. The Chosen One, Adam Schefter, the Ian Rappaport, the guy that calls chaos around the industry because of facts and real sources. But of course, I'm alongside my partner in crime this edition of the episode, episode 130, Power Rankings. Matt Patton, what's going on, my brother? Hey, how you doing? Uh, excited to be here and get started for the 2024 season. Hey, it's 2024 season. I know we've been gone for a while, but I do want to say that uh, Inside the Walls Network, which we are aligned with here Inside the Walls Podcast, as you know, Inside the Walls Podcast is the main show of the network. We have great content on the network. We got more content with new shows joining the Inside the Walls Network. Announcements will be coming here in a couple of weeks as we get closer to the National Arena League season. And also, I have my other pet project I'm doing for my local team here, um, here in Jacksonville. That show will be within the next two, three weeks. We'll launch and we'll have everything Shark-related on that show as well. But so far, offseason's been intriguing. We finally got the finalization of the eight teams on our last episode. We had uh, Duke on Williams from Arena Football Statement join us to talk about the in-depths of some of these organizations and where their backgrounds are from. Now we are entering the phase where we like to call the preseason of a league. And I know a lot of people go, man, what, how does these leagues operate? How do, How's the calendar? How's the schedule go? Well, right now it's January, meaning all the stuff you're doing right now is preparing you for what's ahead for the next 40 days, which is players report, training camp, and oh yeah, the, the preseason, then followed by the season. There's stuff that you're if you're doing stuff right now that should have been done in August, you're way behind. But again, I have all the sources I've talked to, especially here in the National Arena League. That's not an issue. Everyone's full bore, and we're getting ready for the 2024 season with eight organizations spanning from Greensboro, North Carolina, up to Idaho, to Fort Worth, Texas, home of the North Texas Red Bulls, a team that, FYI, ladies and gentlemen, Matt forgot about in his power rankings. He didn't know where the other team was, so I'm calling you out because of that. <laughs> but um, that's what the, today's episode is, ladies and gentlemen. It's episode 130. This is Matt's third show on the on the new, uh, on this version of Inside the Walls. Um, but before we get into the episode, Matt, your show joined the network earlier this year, um, the Prime Cuts of Omaha B podcast. And if you're listening to the show right now on Inside the Walls Network, stay tuned to later tonight on live. It's going to be live. Am I correct? Hopefully it's live on Thursday night. Yeah. Yes, sir. Tonight, live, uh, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 Eastern Time. We'll be interviewing uh, returning Omaha Beef running back uh, Jalen Singleton uh, joining us tonight here live on the Prime Cuts of Omaha Beef podcast. That's that's where to go. So you're going to have action, ladies and gentlemen, today on Inside the Walls Network and throughout the week, especially next week. We'll have a special guest to be announced on this show for episode 131 as we start getting closer to the realm. We'll have Ricky from Omaha join the show again. Uh, we did kind of have an interview a couple weeks ago. Bad. Not once. I don't know what's happening. Sometimes technology doesn't agree with you. It just goes like, eh, not you, you just recorded 30 minutes of show. Not anymore. Eh, who cares? But anyways, uh, you can follow us on social media at Pod for the Inside the Walls podcast. You can follow us on our network at Network. And again, to the people who are associated with the InWalls Network, 
Um, thank you for making Inside the Walls podcast and the network your source for indoor and National Arena League news. Um, but we got more exciting things to go. And I know one thing. We posted our power rankings on Monday night, Eastern, like 5 o'clock Eastern, because we do this as, as a tradition of Inside the Walls. We like to post power rankings, way too early power rankings, and let everyone panic, get offended, or it's like, why do you have this team here? Why do you have this team here? Just FYI, ladies and gentlemen, just going to give you a little information. Jim, I looked at past power rankings of mine preseason. I've nailed the four teams that made the playoffs each and every year with my top four in my power poll. But this year in the National Arena League, the top six make the postseason out of the eight. So if you see the six teams in mine, those who I think will make the playoffs, maybe in that order, maybe not. Um, but in my power rankings, I'm pretty damn good. I looked at it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to flex. I know my co former co-host, Zach, he was on the money with a lot of his picks as well. So if you look at my power rankings, remember, I just don't throw up teams because they, the logo looks good. I actually break down stuff, look at film, look at stats, and really look in depth into some of these organizations and actually come up with an opinion. I thought Albany was going to do it last year. I was wrong. Jacksonville, my hometown team, claimed our, our third title in the league. Um, but nonetheless, you want let's put you want to put you want me to put the, the this interesting power ranking so everyone got offended about. So how we're we going to do this? We have three people who voted in this poll, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, myself, Matt, and we had a coach. And I'm going to tell you right now, the coach who is associated with this poll is not associated with the National Arena League. This is a coach has actually been in play, has actually coached in multiple indoor leagues. So he knows the field. He knows a lot of these players. So he gave me his uh, power ranking top eight for the way too early. He will most likely be a guest host on this show later in the season when he has time. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to start with Matt, the Omaha. What a shock on his power rankings. But let's go to the uh, uh, Matt's power rankings. Why? You have these teams in your place. Uh, let me get this banner out of the way so you know who the your whole ranking is. Uh, Matt, so your top eight consists of, for the listeners on radio, or not real, well, I wish we were on radio, but we're not, but for the listeners on podcast platform, um, Matt's um, power ranking is follows from eight to one. Number eight is the Oklahoma Flying Aces. Number seven, North Texas Bulls. Six is the Colorado Spartans. Five is the Topeka Tropics. Four is the Idaho uh, Horsemen. Three is the Sioux Falls Bandits. Two is the Carolina Cobras. And one is Omaha Beef. But there is an asterisk there, ladies and gentlemen. Jim messed up on the graphics. So I think two teams need to flip. I want to say it's Idaho and Topeka, but I'm wrong. Matt, you discuss your uh, your top eight. Yeah, so uh, I, you know, I chose Omaha number one. Um, I, the reason I chose Omaha number one is pretty simple for me. I mean, other than the fact that I host the Prime Cuts of Omaha Beef podcast right here on the Inside the Walls Network. Well, that's um, biased. <laughs> uh, the other reason is they are uh, coming into this season being undefeated. Uh, they went twelve and zero last season. Um, you know, they won the CIF pretty easily going away. Um, not meaning to say anything bad about the former CIF teams or anything like that, but I mean, it was it was Omaha and everybody else pretty much all season last year. But really, honestly, when I look at it, um, I've been accused of of not watching enough 
arena or indoor football to know what I'm talking about other than the Omaha beef and, and their league or whatever. But the fun fact about that is, is I paid attention last season to the NAL a little bit. And I know that Carolina is very, very good. They were in the league championship game last year, if I'm not mistaken, against your Jacksonville Sharks. Yes. Um, and so honestly, for me, it, it's more, it's not necessarily a one, two, it's more of like a one, a one B kind of thing, because we know that Carolina's going to bring back a lot of the same guys. We know that they're going to be hungry to prove that, you know, the remaining, the one remaining team from the original NAL is the team that is the one that needs to be beaten. But <clears throat> I know Omaha, obviously I, I talk to those guys, um, you know, multiple times a week, I interview some of the players and I know who we've got coming back and the culture of this program. And I'm just really excited that uh, I think we're going to do great things this season in the NAL. I got Sioux City number three because for me, I've watched Sioux City for about the last 10, 15 years, and they're consistent. And everything I've seen through social media and people that I've talked to, they're bringing back a good majority of the team that they've had for the last two, three, four seasons where they've been super competitive within the CIF and with the Omaha Beef over the last couple of years. Last season, the best game of the year, in my opinion, in um, Champions Indoor Football was that game against uh, between Omaha and Sioux City in Sioux City, uh, final score was 48 to 46, I believe. Um, and it was just back and forth and just, it was the most points Omaha gave up all season. It was great. Um, so that's why I have them there. Um, Idaho, <clears throat> I put them, um, actually, I think I put them at five um, in my rankings. I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't remember specifically. I know we did this you know, recently, whatever. Um, I know that they won the championship for the league that they were in last year as well. So yeah, so, so you know, I, I put them in there. Um, and then I believe somehow you got mixed up with my North Texas pick, but that's okay. I know North Texas is going to be good because um, everything I've heard is they have Robert Kent, who has been around the game for a long time, played in Amarillo for a while. Very, very good. Uh, very good, um, you know, player. And, and, and they're going to be good. And some of the guys that they've had in the past, I know, whether they're coming back or not, are going to make them a good ball club. You know, the ones that are kind of unknown um, are the Colorado Spartans. You know, we don't really know much about them. We've seen a few signings that have been announced. I'm not familiar with the players that they've signed, but I know that some of the guys from the beef have been like reposting those signings and have been commenting about, you know, what great, what a great signing it is and things like that. Um, and so I'm just not familiar with those guys, but they're in the heart of Colorado, not far from from Denver, not far from some of the good, you know, the big college football programs there. They're going to get guys. They're going to get athletes. They're they're going to be just fine. Um, Topeka is Topeka. I mean, last year, I believe they won one game in Champions Indoor Football. Um, and depending on, you know, what they do as far as, you know, coaching staff and players, it's going to be hard for me to believe that they're going to be able to improve a lot. Um but we'll have to see. And then I think Oklahoma might be the biggest question mark of every team on this list because no one even expected the Oklahoma Flying Aces to come back. And now that they have, we just don't really know exactly what to expect from them. So that's kind of why I ranked the teams where I ranked them. Um, a few of them could be, you know, moved around a little bit, intermixed here and there. It just really kind of depends on, you know, final rosters and those kinds of things. 
Yeah, that's why it's called a way too early power ranking. People take offense like this is what we think it's going to be the actual final standings uh, come uh, week 14 of the regular season. Uh, but we, we look at your your you had honestly you 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 nailed it. You have question marks about certain teams in the league, uh, Oklahoma, uh, which is uh, in again new team. They're in Eden, Oklahoma. By the way, people, if you're in the central part of the nation. Hopefully you're staying warm this week. Uh, the whole nation's getting a, a nice uh, dusting of ice. So be safe if you're listening to this. If you're driving on your road, be safe. Um, if you're home, stay warm. Uh, um, but yeah, there's a lot of there are a lot of questions um, about those two teams that you mentioned. Yeah, about between uh, North Texas and Colorado. Yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned uh, the cold just momentarily. If you don't mind, mm-hmm. um, I actually have a friend that lives not not kind of not too far from you um, in Destin, Florida, who was like, yeah, it's going to be 27 here tomorrow. And I was like, bro, it's going to be negative 11 here. So miss me with that. <laughs> hey, it's going to be 26 here in Jacksonville. That's cold for us. Damn it. <laughs> well, there you go. But uh, let's go to my ranking. Uh, how I did my ranking is based on, based on past experience from a lot of these players I know. Um, for the people who are listening on the podcast platform from number eight to number one, number eight, I have Topeka. I'm not bashing Topeka right now. I just know they have the coolest helmets and sometimes, uh, um, tropics in Kansas just was perfect. And plus I'm a fan of semi pro, uh, with Will Ferrell. Uh, I really enjoy that movie. Uh, number seven is Oklahoma. The reason why I have these two teams right here, if I did like a point standings, like if I want to make my own metric for this, these two teams would be tied for seventh, maybe tied uh, for eighth, uh, because there's a lot of questions there. But then again, we are still about eight weeks away to the start of the season, so we will we will know as we get closer to the season, we'll start seeing these teams finalize their rosters, and you will understand what type of team they are. Uh, number six, like I mentioned earlier in the in the in the opening monologue of the show, uh, my top six rankings. Are, have been on the money the last three years for teams who made the postseason in the National Arena League. So every team I mentioned here will be in the playoffs. Doesn't matter what order they finish, but I still think these are the teams that will make it. Number six, I have Idaho. Here's the reason I like Idaho right there. Idaho and Colorado, in my opinion, are going to be similar organizations. Why? Because I love Coach Shaw in Colorado. The guy gets it. A lot of guys, he, he, he coached a hell of a team in San Antonio last year to best record in the league for majority of the year. Had a little Nixon, uh, Nixon bruises and injuries hit at the end of the year that uh, stumbled uh, San Antonio's uh, number one overall seed campaign last year. But still, they were a very competitive team. I expect Coach Shaw to do well. So number six is Idaho. What a lot of people don't understand this, or especially a lot of people in the National Arena League don't know, especially the guys in Greensboro, Idaho is bringing back almost every single player that's played in either the Oregon – Dusters and the Idaho Horsemen. All the former, almost literally, almost everybody from the AWFC is now on the Idaho roster. So they're going to be a thorn in a lot of people's necks this year. I think they're going to be that team. I think they might finish as the season ends, probably at four, maybe five, but they're going to be that team. You do not want to play in the first round of the playoffs if you're one of the four teams in the first round of the playoffs because they're that type of team. If you, they have to travel, are going to be that thorn in your neck. They were a very competitive team last year in the league they played in, and actually they kind of walked through their their league 
like how Omaha did in, in the CIF last year. Number five, have Colorado. And the reason why I have Colorado at number five is because of Coach Shaw. What he has done in San Antonio the last two years, he is going to find some dudes out of nowhere, maybe in Colorado State, because that is Fort Collins. That's where the Colorado Spartans are at. But also Colorado, Wyoming area, Utah area, there's a bunch of dudes that play in smaller colleges, for instance, like uh, Southern Utah or North, uh, I think it's Northwest Colorado State. It's another university that has a lot of familiar um, CIF players and NAL players in the past. So he's going to find some dudes. And of course, you have Colorado right down the street called Dion. He may have some players he wants to, you know, send your way. Uh, um, but also, uh, but getting to the top four, and the reason why I have North Texas at number four is because Robert Kent himself, the man has been around playing indoor slash arena football mm. since Jesus walked the earth. He's been here forever. It's like a, a, it's like a gift that keeps on giving. Robert Kent will keep North Texas in the playoff picture every game throughout the season. I expect North Texas to be one of the shockers come season in where we're talking to probably Robert Kent during the playoffs for the semifinals or even championship game. He ha- That's the type of quarterback Robert Kent is. He is going to lead his team deeper, deeper into the playoffs. Now we get to the top three dogs of the of the NAL this year. All three of these teams have brought back a lot of important players. Sioux City is basically bringing back the same defense from last year. That defense was pretty good. Sioux City at one point was 5-0 and last year until injuries hit them. One thing I know about Sioux City, Sioux City in the playoffs, it's like a match made in heaven. Whatever year they play, they're in. They've only missed the playoffs in their 24 years of existence three times. So the chances of them making the playoffs are very high. I expect Sioux City. I expect that coaching staff. I expect Sioux City to be a dominant team this year. Honestly, with the power rankings right now, number three, I expect them to host a home playoff game. A two, a one, three, or a four. Remember, the top four seeds get a home playoff game. Top two get a bye. Number two, I'm not going to talk about them much. Because you go as far as your quarterback, and last year the best quarterback, hate to say this, people, but the best quarterback in the CIF last year wore the Omaha orange and black jersey. And, of course, is his favorite Nebraska player. Am I right, Matt? The only Nebraska player I cheer for. (laughs) Um, But number one, of course, is the Carolina Cobras because Carolina, in my opinion, has brought back lethal weapons. James Summers, Kendrick Ings, Adam Smith, who should be on a UFL roster right now. Honestly, the only thing that's holding back Carolina, in my opinion, so far this year is going to be the quarterback play uh, because you don't know who the quarterback is. Guy Myers got an invite to the UFL, USFL, so we'll see what's going, uh, see what happens most likely. Carolina still owns his rights, so if he goes back to Carolina, he'll play in Carolina. But those are my order of finishes. Eight, seven, number eight, Topeka. Number seven, Oklahoma. Number six, Idaho. Number five, Colorado. Number four, North Texas. Three, Sioux City. Number two, Omaha. Number one, the Carolina Cobras. Are the way too early top 25. And, of course, we had an anonymous coach put his ranking in. Um, This coach will be announced at a later date on the show. Uh, he's going to be our guy who breaks a lot of the ties of our rankings. Uh, he is a current active coach in the business. He is not an active coach in the National Arena League. He is in another league, but he does 
he does a lot of things for this industry. So he gave me his top eight. He got Oklahoma at number eight, number seven, North Texas, number six, Topeka, number five, Idaho, number four, he said Colorado. And he told me to say this, don't count out Coach Shaw in Colorado for winning the whole thing. So number three, he has Sioux City. Number two, he has Omaha. And number one, he has the Carolina Cobras. Um, so that is his uh, top eight of the early power rankings. I know we're going to have people that comment on this show saying our power rankings are off. We don't know what we're talking about. But, you know, again, I've watched a lot of film on a lot of these teams and a lot of players. It's my opinion. And, of course, Matt has his opinion. So this is just fun and games. Just want to tell you that we wanted to get an episode out. For all you fans who enjoy, because starting next week, it's going to start rolling, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot of content coming. We're going to have guests, probably the uh, commissioner of this league, on uh, pretty soon. Uh, we're going to have Ricky on the show again because he is a fan of a fan of the show. Honestly, without Ricky, uh, Matt and the Prime Cuts MLB podcast won't be on the Inside the Walls Network. And of course, we'll we'll get guys that. Uh, have connections. We know we may get some Adam Smith action on here again. We might get Coach Brandon Negan on here. We're going to get Shaw on here. We're going to get everyone here on here that is associated with the National Ring League, giving you up-to-date information for your former, for your teams and your league. Before we we got about nine minutes to kill, I'm going to ask, tell you, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what the new format of the national of this show is going to be. Me and me and Zach, my former partner uh, from the last couple years, we did shows. Three shows a week, like two hours each. It was very, very, very killer for us. It was very stressful for us. It was at times where we like we got to do a show and we just couldn't stand doing a show because we weren't having fun. We were doing it to just get content out. This year, Inside the Walls podcast will be as long as an hour, but it'll be only one show a week. It will be on Thursday at noon. Or it could be on Wednesday at noon, depending on the schedule of the games. If there's a game on Thursday night, Inside the Walls will be on a Wednesday. If there's no game on Thursday, the show will be on a Thursday, of course, followed by Prime Cuts and Omaha Beef Podcast on Thursday night. We might do random live stream shows out of the bloom for your entertainment. But one thing we are doing this year that's going to be unique, especially if my boys are not playing, and I have time to do it. We will have spaces, Twitter spaces this year, where if Matt is not at the arena and is actually at home, he can join me and a lot of NAL fans as we sit down and watch on YouTube an NAL game. We're going to call it Inside the World, Inside the Walls Spaces. It's going to be unique. It's going to be entertaining. And also, the reason why I'm bringing that is because we're doing it on for the Shark Show for a lot of the Shark games on road games as well. So that's going to be in the future for what's coming. Also, the format of the show. Every episode, we're going to have 30 minutes that we're going to break down certain games. Because not every week, there's, there's a full slate. If you look at the schedule, there's a maximum of maybe three games a week for how the schedule is set up for, uh, for most of the game. But we're going first 30 minutes, we're going to break down the action of the previous week, talk about what we saw, what's something we enjoy. Then the next 30 minutes, we'll be talking, interviewing players, coaches, associates around the league and the National Arena League 
probably uh, something to give you more inner. Um, how can I say this? Get you more personal to the league itself with the players and so forth. Yeah, it's going to be very similar to what we already do on Prime Cuts, where we kind of get, you know, get into the weeds with some of these guys and kind of let you guys know who these players are for the Omaha Beef. But we want to do that with a lot of the players throughout the league and the coaches as well. So, yeah, we've got some connections throughout the league, and we want to get those guys uh, the spotlight that they deserve. Yeah, and one thing I want to tell people is what we did last year and two years ago, we do not report on rumors. We report on facts. We get connections to multiple people before we report on stuff. So if you hear a rumor of players signing or you hear a coaching, a coaching change, we won't report until we get clarification from multiple sources. That's how we are. And that's our motto here in Inside the Walls and Inside the Walls Network. We report on facts, not rumors. But to wrap up the show, next week – Big show, Thursday noon Eastern on YouTube TV. On, on I wish it was on YouTube TV, but on our YouTube cam, uh, YouTube page and also on other accounts that are associated with Inside the Walls. We will break down at the whole entire league, hopefully with the special commissioner of the National Arena League next week. But keep an eye on it. Keep an update. We'll we'll give you more informa- information as it comes. But Inside the Walls um, podcast will be live every Wednesday. Not live, but will be pre-recorded every Thursday, noon Eastern, on Inside the Walls Network. Also, Prime Cuts of Omaha Beef with James Sing. Who you say you have this on, on show tonight? Running, running back Jalen Singleton tonight. Uh, Jalen Singleton. 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay. Uh, so, I have one quick question for you. Before yeah. we wrap this show up, we've got a couple minutes left. Um, preseason is past we saw you you've watched my social media about what happened to my favorite college organization um but i guarantee a lot of people are watching the current nfl playoffs and seeing a lot of blowouts um what is a better system a selection committee or results on the field because apparently right now in our sport especially in the major two college football in the nfl it doesn't matter. Everyone's getting blown out in the first round from some odd reason. What's your opinion about um, what's going on in professional sports right now? I mean, with reason? I mean, I could, I mean, I could talk at nauseum about how I feel about the changes of college football, um, but uh, you that's know, be a lot uh, different podcast. <laughs> that, that's a that's a whole different podcast for a whole different network on a whole different night. Um, no, but I mean, I do think I do think in the long run, um, you know, say what you will about the ACC and the quality of play in the ACC, whatever. Right? People say, oh, they didn't deserve it. Florida State was undefeated; they, they were, and they and you and I've talked about this before. I felt like Florida State got snubbed, but like, what, what did I tell you earlier before it all happened? Yeah, you you one hundred percent said they were going to get snubbed. I said they were going to get snubbed because of why. I told you that Nick Saban was going to retire. I had text messages to prove that. And guess yes. what happened? Yes, yes. Yeah, so there is speculation that people may or may Conspiracy. not have known. Uh, we don't Remember, we don't report on rumors. So, um, <laughs> I do know one fact. 
that Nor- Mike Norvell was Alabama's number one choice, and Mike Norvell got paid in Florida State. So you stole our playoff spot. You're not going to steal our coach. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like Florida State's going to end up in the uh, Big Ten, which is just weird in and of itself. Like, hey, uh, I want our, I want my locked division rival be Iowa. Let's go. <laughs> can, can I come to Tallahassee? That would be amazing. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Um, no, but I mean, uh, I think that the 12-team playoff is going to help next season. But, I, you know, you look at it and you compare the two things, right? Like, it should have been the best four teams on, on, on the field record-wise. Say what you want about, yeah, Florida went out and got beat by, by Georgia by 100 million points. They also had 25 guys that sat out of the game and didn't play. We had because- 20. 20- we had 23 scholarship players playing. Right. Out of so, 85. Right. And why would those guys why would those guys play if they didn't need to? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean anything. I think the sad thing that's happening now is that college football is becoming a professional sport and what you're seeing clearly with the um NIL deals and the portal is basically mm-hmm. free agency for college football. Who has yeah. the most money to pay these 18 to 22-year-old kids, which is what they are? Uh, to come and play for their college. And then when they don't get what they want, then they can turn around and leave and go do whatever they want. And there's arguments up the wazoo about all that, but yeah, true. without, just, regu- without just, regulation, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a way to figure out a thing where, so we don't have kids transferring three, four, five, six times. You know who'd be a good commissioner of college football? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, but it, the NFL playoffs are going on right now, and we got some blowouts. Your Packers, holy crap! That holy was crap, that was insane. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but uh, I've been saying all season that Jordan Love was going to be great, and and also C.J. Stroud, he's him. Mm. He's going to be a problem. He he's going to win a Super Bowl in Houston one day, one year. He's that you're going to have a lot of free, a lot of big time stars go to Houston now just to play with them now. Um. And Joe Flacco came to reality. Thank God. Just took him six weeks too late to do so. Uh, but oh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, around 30 minutes, we're going to be out here. So we're wrapping up the show. Be safe wherever, wherever you're at in the United States. It's very cold. If you're outside of the United States watching our show, thank you. Please like and subscribe. Click the bell. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Pod at Network. And um, what's yours? Yeah, we've got, uh, for the Prime Cuts, we've got the PRM Cuts Pod uh, on tw- on Twitter and then also at the Omaha Beef on Twitter. See? Very simple. Not that bad. Um, but also, I, I want to make a little bit of a pre-announcement. I know he doesn't know what's coming. Um, but on January 27th, you might get a special live stream on Inside the Walls podcast because me and Matt will be in or in Tampa for. So what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> for the Royal Rumble. So we'll be good there. Just a quick five, 10 minutes. Just hanging out. Uh, maybe exchanging some gifts from Sharks to Omaha um, to give you guys some extra content. So it's because of the season. Um, so we'll be down in Tampa for the, you're going down there for two events. Uh, I were trying to mine and get the two events, but tickets are pretty hard for the second one on Monday night. Um, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's Matt. I'm Jim. This has been episode 130 of Inside the Walls podcast. We'll see you next Thursday.
for a coach, probably with the commissioner of the NAL. Stick around. We'll be back next week here on Inside the Walls Podcast on N Walls Network.